A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, look at you, B. All dressed up for today's show. Well, pardon me, Elliot, but where are my rose petals and where is my root beer float? I sent specific instructions on what was to be waiting for me when I got here, and I am disappointed. You're fired. Why are you behaving like this, B? Well, I wanted to behave like one of our historical figures. Uh, Mozart was writing music by the time he was five, so that ship has sailed. So I'm being like our other figure, Maria Tallchief, by being a prima donna and acting very extra. B, Maria wasn't a prima donna, which is like a diva. She was a prima ballerina, which is the most important member of a ballet company. Maria and Mozart were both hardworking artists, not demanding meanies. Huh, okay, point taken. I'll stop acting like a jerk as long as I get to keep wearing my tutu. How will that be different from any other show we do? Because you're also wearing a tutu? Too touche. Eric, please play the theme song. Live from Tongvaland, or so-called SoCal Los Angeles, welcome to Who Was, the history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory. I'm your announcer, B, and in honor of all the classical music in today's episode, I'm gonna be sharp. And here's your host, the man who inspired the Oxford comma, it's Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B, and welcome everyone to the Who Was podcast. This show is like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and better gift bags. Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes. Prizes. Today, we're staying classical when we discuss prima ballerina Maria Tallchief and wunderkid composer Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. But before we learn all about them, let's learn all about our contestants today. All right, first up, we have Grayson. Grayson, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Grayson. One thing you should know about me is that I could name all the U.S. presidents Coral flags and state flags when I was five. Oh, wow. So Elliot has a lot of opinions about presidents, um, but I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you, Grayson, who is your favorite president? My favorite president is probably Abraham Lincoln. Great president. Yeah, that's the best one. There's no, there's no better ones than that. 
All right, and we also have on the show today, Owen. Owen, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Owen, and um, I love to play piano just like um, Mozart. Oh my goodness, what's your favorite kind of music to play on the piano? Um, classical. Classical, okay, and do you have a favorite composer within that? I don't. You like them all? Yeah. What a classical answer. Mm-hmm. Probably like a, probably Billy Joel, I'm gonna guess. Yeah. It's probably your favorite classical composer on the piano. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, shaking, okay. No shaking heads, no. Okay, I understand. Well, so there's a lot, there's a lot that our contestants have in common with our subjects today. That's amazing. Thank you both so much for being here. I can't wait for this game. And thank you to Eric, our musician, for providing that lovely live Meet the Contestants music. So that's who is. Now let's find out who was Maria Tallchief with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Maria Tallchief lived from 1925 to 2013. Maria was America's first prima ballerina. Maria's father was part of the Osage Nation, and she grew up on the Osage Reservation in Oklahoma. A statue of her and four other Native American ballerinas known as Five Moons stands on ancestral Muscogee land in Oklahoma. Four Fastbacks. All right, so Grayson and Owen, we've talked a little bit about music because Owen uh, is a piano player as well. Um, But I want to ask you, what do you think about when you think about the ballet? Like, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the word ballet? Owen, what do you think about? Um, I think about performance, acting, all the stage stuff. I just, ballerina just comes to me like a huge performance with like a bunch of dancers dancing in like tutus. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a ballet? No. Oh, okay. And what about you, Grayson? Have you ever seen a ballet before? I have. I saw the first half of The Nutcracker. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Now, why only the first half? Well, because the place I was showing it was on, only shows, it's a tradition. They only show the up to when they, the story of Clara shrinking and walking through the world, finding all the fun creatures there. And then being the prince. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. And do they show you all the dances from the different countries that represent different candies? Because a lot of the second half of the Nutcracker is just one dance after another. There's no story. It's just candy dances. Yeah, there's just, there's a bunch of, there was a lot of the scene part before that was candies. Okay. So it sounds like, it sounds like they played a fair amount of the Nutcracker. They danced it. Yeah. I, I, my family growing up, we went to see the Nutcracker at the New York City Ballet every year Ooh. at holiday time. And I grew up really loving the ballet and I was always amazed at how the ballet dancers seem so graceful and when I tried it at home I would fall down a lot and make a lot of noise and they just seemed to not do that so I always wondered how they did it yeah but Elliot um, falling down a lot and making a lot of noise that's like modern dance and that's the kind of dance that I do yeah so there is a place (laughs) there is a place for all kinds of dancers Oh, that's fantastic. Well, finally, I can live my dream of being a dancer who falls down a lot and makes a lot of noise. Yeah. Oh, that's the most inspiring episode of the Who Was podcast yet. I love it. Don't come for me, modern dancers. I know you're listening. <laughs> uh, thank you for those for those candid ballet opinions. I think it's time to move on to our first game. It's a ballet-themed game because this is Maria Tallchief. It's called Swan Fake. Swan Fake. 
In this game, you will each have 30 seconds to get through as many true or false statements about Maria Tallchief as possible. If the statement B says about Maria's life is true, say, Firebird, after Maria's star-making role in the ballet of the Firebird. If it's fake, say, Swan Fake. Maria also danced in Swan Lake. If you don't know the answer, say, Passe, which is a dance move, and then we'll move on. So if it's true, say, Firebird. If it's fake, say swan fake. And if you don't know and you just want to go to the next one, say passe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Elliot is going to time and producer Jane will keep score. And each answer you get correct is worth one point because this is our first game. Okay. Grayson, you're up first. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. Elliot, get that timer ready and let us know when to go. Okay. Getting the timer ready and on your mark, get set, dance. Maria was named Princess of Two Worlds by the Osage Nation. True. Maria was named Woman of the Year in 1953. Swan fake. Maria was the choreographer Balanchine's Goose. Swan fake. Maria famously at once asked dance legend Fred Astaire, so you think you can dance? And that's 30 seconds. Nice job. You got through a lot of statements there. Okay, Owen, now it's your turn. I'm going to reset the timer. Okay, and remember, Owen, it's now it's your turn. On your mark, get set, dance. Maria had a younger sister, Marjorie, who was also a dancer. Firebird. Maria's father suffered from alcoholism. Firebird. Maria was also a talented musician. Firebird. Maria was the inspiration for the dream ballet in the musical Oklahoma. Swan fake. Maria was a dancer in one of Judy Garland's movies. Um, Firebird. Maria was instrumental in establishing the New York City Ballet. Swan fake. And that's 30 seconds. All right. Both of you were blazing through those answers. And that's the end of Swan Fake. Thank you both so much for playing an incredible round. We'll have producer Jane tally up the scores right after this short break. Uh, Eric, please play us some Firebird music. That bird's on fire! (laughs) When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep tight stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. 
with over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations. Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast, where today we're finding out who was Maria Tallchief and who was Mozart. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. We just got through an exciting game between Grayson and Owen. Now let's dance over to producer Jane to find out the scores. Jane, please, what are the scores? Oh boy, Grayson got two points, and then Owen sped ahead with five. Fantastic playing on both of you, and notice that I didn't make a musical pun off of the word scores. I think I deserve some credit for that. Thank you, Elliot, for not doing that. And let's keep the show going as we find out who was Mozart with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Mozart was born in 1756 and died in 1791 in Austria. Mozart started composing music at the age of five. He wrote over 600 pieces of music. Mozart had a musical mind and could retain pieces of music even after hearing them only once. Four fast facts. I know we were saying earlier, so Grayson, you have memorized um, all of the presidents of the U.S. And it sounds like you and Mozart sort of have that in common, like having this like great um, sort of memory. Um, but what comes to your mind when we say like Mozart or classical music? What do you what what do you think of when we say that, Grayson? I think of his songs, Ronda Al Turka, Piano Concerto 21. I don't know that song. And Owen, what's a, what's a, what's a, is there a particular classical song that you like, even not just to play, but to listen to? No, I don't really like a classical music that I like to listen. So what kind of music do you like to listen to? You like to play classical, but you like to listen to other music? Yeah, I kind of like country pop, like sort of stuff. All right. Who, who are your top artists? What about um, the most country pop person I've ever heard of, which is uh, Taylor Swift? Are you a Swifty? Oh, Yes. Oh, okay, great. Oh. I wanted to mention there's two classical songs. I There's one classical song I listen to whenever I need to get really energized, and there's one classical song I listen to when I need to calm down. And the classical song I like, I listen to when I need to energize is the 1812 Overture. You know it. It's one that goes... Boom! 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 There's real cannons in the song. It's bonkers. But then the song I need to listen to when I calm down is I listen to Venus by Gustav Holst from the Planets Symphony. And it's a very calm song. And I like to listen to it at the end of the day when it's time for me to go to bed. And Venus is the goddess of love and soothing stuff. Exactly. So the songs make sense. Jupiter is like big. It's like bum 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 bum. And Neptune, I don't know how that would. So I think the Neptune one is like under the sea, under the sea. All right, we gotta keep it moving because we're getting into copyright issues now. Well, let's get to know more about Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart in this next game. It's called Hashtag History. Hashtag History. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. Hey! 
In this game, we will read to a hashtag Mozart would have used during his life if there was social media at the time. And you will tell us, what's that hashtag all about? What's that tweet all about? And because this is our second game, each question is worth two points. So Owen, this first question is for you. You've heard of Wordle, but growing up, my family and I called my sister by this nickname. Hashtag sister sister. Hashtag it's all relative. What was Mozart's sister's nickname? Was it A, Nanerol, or B, Strusel? Strusel. I'm so sorry, the answer was A, Nanerol. Maria Anna, Mozart's older sister, was also a musician. Oh. It's okay, there's lots more points, opportunities coming up. Uh, she performed with Mozart when they were very young. She helped him notate his earliest symphonies, and she composed her own music. But Nanerol was expected to get married and raise children, not pursue a career of her own. 18th century, the better 18th century. Next question is for Grayson. Take it away, B. Met someone today. She's the queen of my heart. Hashtag Woman Crush Wednesday. Hashtag Let Them Eat Wedding Cake. Marie Antoinette. Yeah, they didn't even let me do the options. Yes, it was about Marie Antoinette. You got it. The six-year-old Mozart was performing for the Queen of Hungary. A six-year-old Marie Antoinette helped him after he fell, and he proclaimed he would marry her. This was hilarious to everyone there, because at six, she was already engaged to the future King of France, Louis XVI, and destined to be the next Queen of France. You know, typical six-year-old stuff. Come on, 18th century. Next question. Let's go back to Owen. Records haven't been invented yet, but my father insists I go after those royalties. Hashtag will never be royals. Hashtag yes queen. Is this about A, Mozart trying to be employed as a concertmaster in the court of a king or prince, or B, Mozart spending too much money on wigs and clothing? A. That's right, the answer is A. For an artist like Mozart to make a living at that time, he needed the help of wealthy patrons and the aristocracy. His father harped on the importance of this in his many letters to Mozart. It also brings up the idea of class distinction in the white male exclusivity associated with classical music. It's a topic we'd love one of our listeners to do a 10-part podcast about. I would love to listen to it. Please put it out there. And this last question is for Grayson. You're invited to the wedding. A lot of wedding singers, but no bouquet toss. Hashtag wedding crashers. Hashtag romantic overtures. Is this tweet referring to A, Mozart's marriage to his wife, Costanza, or B, his hit opera, The Marriage of Figaro? The Marriage of Figaro? That's right, it's The Marriage of Figaro. It was a huge success for Mozart and helped him establish his name as a musician. He went on to write three other beloved operas before his death at just 35. You know, the opening of Marriage of Figaro is very famous. It goes like this. Oh my goodness, bravo, bravo, Elliot. You're a tenor, wow. Yeah, but that performance was more of a 12-er, if I'm being honest. Okay. I like I like the magic flute out of all those four operas of essay. The magic flute is also a beautiful opera. Amazing job to both of our contestants. You did great at hashtag history. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. And now let's go to producer Jane with the musical scores. That's it. I did it. I made a musical score joke. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wow. Well, Owen has seven, but Grayson... Is sliding right up behind with six points. This game is so close. Thank you, Jane. And now, before we move on to our final game, we have a very special guest. It's America's own prima ballerina herself, Maria Tallchief. Hello, and thank you for having me. Of course. Maria joined us via the Who Was app. That's right. I took the liberty of choreographing a dance to the jingle. May I perform it? That would be incredible. A five, six, seven, twelve. 
was that? You wanna reach someone in the past? All you need is the who was that? Who was that? Wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> Elliot, uh, are you crying? A little bit. I have that effect on people. I heard the former leader of the USSR, Khrushchev, wept when he watched me perform in the Soviet Union in the 1950s. <laughs> We've no way to verify, but that tracks. <laughs> Maria, what brings you here today? You all have so much fun playing games on this podcast. I brought a game of my own to share. It's called Rounds of Applause. Sounds fun. Yes. B was supposed to tell you about it so you could prepare. Wait, B, what? Be cool, Elliot. It'll be fun. I loved dancing, and I love the applause that came with it. I became something of an applause expert and can recognize where applause is from when I hear it. So in this game, B will play applause, and Elliot and I will try to name what it's from. Um, nobody... Nobody doesn't not want to hear this game. Let's go. Maria's up first. Here is your round of applause. That's a golf clap. I think it's from the 75 Masters where Jack Nicklaus won his 13th major title. Correct. Elliot, this next round is for you. This feels unfair. Uh, is that from, like, the musical Wicked? <laughs> so wrong. I'm going to steal. That's when I danced the Sugar Plum Fairy from the Nutcracker at the Bolshoi Theater in 1960. I was the first American to dance at the Bolshoi, which is Russia's most prestigious theater. Correct. Maria, this next round of applause is for you. That's from Elliot's high school play. You can detect just a hint of resentment from the audience for having to pretend he did a good job as Danny Zuko in Greece. I did do a good job. Maria is correct. My mom said I did a good job. Okay, last round of applause is for Elliot. Uh, is it from the musical Wicked? <laughs> nope. Maria for the steal. Dancers will often perform short scenes from ballets at dance shows. That applause was from when I danced the pizzicato from the ballet Sylvia at Jacob's Pillow Dance Theater in 1951. Correct. Wow. That's the end of Round of Applause. And now to producer Jane with the scores. What, Jane? You knew about this too? That's right, Elliot. In the biggest victory we've ever seen on Who Was, it's Maria with four points, Elliot with zero. Oh my, that was marvelous. Thank you for having me, and thanks again, Who Was app. Who Was app? Well, I'm going to go try and recover from that defeat, and we'll be back with the final game after this short break. Eric, can you please play us some Surprised Me With A Game I Wasn't Ready For music? Jumanji. Salut, who was there? C'est moi, Marie Curie. You may remember me from winning multiple Nobel Prizes or perhaps from my episode of the Who Was podcast where I played myself. I wanted to take a moment to read one of my favorite reviews about the Who Was podcast. <clears throat> this is from Shake and Bake and it reads, Loved this. Me and my little sister love this show. More please, 
our fave is Harriet Tobin. If you want to hear your review read on the air, make sure to subscribe, like, and review to the UAS podcast in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Au revoir, or should I say, à bientôt! When the clock is started. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on the Who Was Podcast. When we last left off, Grayson had six points and Owen had seven points. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalen. Thank you, B. It's a close game. Let's see what happens in this, our last game. It's called Converge of Greatness. Oh, what beautiful music. I think Mozart wrote that. No, it was Eric. In this multiple-choice game, we'll explore how the lives of Maria Tallchief and Mozart connect, overlap, or converge. And because we're in the third round, each question is worth three points. Ready? The first question goes to Grayson. B, take it away. Both Maria Tallchief and Mozart had important relationships with artists. Maria and the choreographer George Balanchine were life and artistic partners and created the New York City Ballet. Mozart was friendly with this classical composer. Was it A, Johann Sebastian Bach, B, Joseph Haydn, or C, a Dua Lipa? B. That's right, the answer is B. The composer Joseph Haydn was a mentor and friend to young Mozart, and Mozart dedicated six quartets to him. You know, my favorite Haydn quartet is the Haydn Go Seek. Yes! We did it, we did it, we made a Haydn joke. Okay, the next question is for Owen. Mozart and Maria both had close calls with their health at different points in their lives. While Mozart was able to recover from smallpox, Maria almost missed her big debut due to this illness. Is it A, infected tonsils, B, shin splints, or C, dance fever? A. That's right, the answer is A. Maria almost missed her debut in The Firebird because she was very sick. She had to have her tonsils removed and had only two days rest before she took the stage and brought down the house with her incredible tonsilless performance. Next question, Grayson. Maria's relationship with her father was complicated. She says she idolized him in many ways, but his alcoholism made him unreliable. Mozart also had a difficult relationship with his father, Leopold, and much of their correspondence focuses around this issue. A. Leopold's wish that Mozart give up music and get a real job. B. Leopold begging Mozart to put him in an opera. 
Or C, Leopold was upset with Mozart over the way he spent money. It's, I guess, saying it's money. That's right, the answer is C. Leopold was very supportive of Mozart having a career in music and taught him how to play instruments, but he was, ahem, quote, not mad but disappointed, unquote, at the choices Mozart made with his money. Maybe Mozart should have listened to his dad a little bit. At the time of his death, he was very deep in debt. And now it's time for the last question. This is for Owen. Mozart wrote the fantasy-like opera, The Magic Flute, where the hero of the story is given a magic flute to help him on his quest. In The Firebird, Maria danced the part of a firebird who tells a young man she will help him if he calls her using this magical object. Is it A, a messenger bird, B, a super sick muscle car, or C, a magic feather? Um, C, the magic feather. The answer, yes, it's C, a magic feather. The story of the firebird is based on a Russian folktale, but unlike many other operas at the time, the magic flute was not based on a pre-existing story, but a collaboration between Mozart and an Austrian theatrical troupe. A lot of cooks in Das Kitchen, which may explain why the story of the magic flute is charmingly bonkers. And speaking of bonkers, can you believe that was the final game? Ah, uh, like all great ballets and symphonies, our show must at last come to an end to a standing ovation. Oh, thank you, everybody. Sit down, sit down. You don't need to do it. Well, maybe a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Sit down. But first, while producer Jane tallies our final scores, I'd love to hear from our contestants. Uh, Owen, Grayson, is there something that you found out about Maria Tallchief or Mozart that really surprised you? Um, something that stuck out to me about um, Maria Tallchief was... Um, her loved ones just kept dying, and then like 10 years later, after um, her um, divorced husband died, then she died herself. Yeah, it's it's sad how often uh, people can achieve great things and yet have such tragedy in their personal lives, and they have to push through it, I guess. And you know, you can't you can't dance out of sadness. Although I guess with ballet, you kind of can. I mean, a lot yeah, a lot of uh, ballets are about tragic subjects. Uh, maybe you know, she brought that into her work. Yeah, I hate to spoilers for everyone listening who hasn't seen Swan Lake. Things do not work out great for the swan. What? I'm sorry, Jane. I didn't want you to find out this way. Uh, Grayson, was there anything uh, that stuck out to you particularly about Mozart or Maria Tallchief, something that you'd like to talk about? Well, I was really interested at the fact that uh, for the anniversary of 9-11, they played uh, Mozart's Reforium for... To, 24 hours. Yeah. It's amazing how Mozart wrote that song, you know, hundreds of years ago, but it's still it's still so powerful that it still affects people and it can still speak to us when things happen in modern times. I guess that's the power of great art is that even if it's written at one time, it kind of lives on forever and it still makes people laugh or cry or cry from laughter mm. or dance or maybe sit down and say, that's interesting. Mm. Lots of different reactions, I guess. Yeah. In a word, timeless. Yes, timeless. That's a great one-word way to say what I was saying with lots of words. B, you've shown me up again. Well, thank you both so much for sharing your thoughts with us. Those are great. And now it's time for the big moment. Jane, please announce our winner. Well, it was a squeaker. Isn't that, isn't that one of Mozart's uh, lesser-known symphonies, the squeaker? The, the squeaker, yeah. Yes, the, the squeaker. Owen, 
had 13 points and Grayson right behind him with 12. Owen, you've won. What a close game. You both played amazingly well. Congratulations, Owen, on your victory in this one. You have 10 seconds for shout outs. Go for it. Who would you like to thank today? Um, I would like to thank my parents for setting me up with this whole podcast. I didn't think of doing it, but they pushed me to do it. So I'd like to thank them. That's very nice. Thank you, parents, for pushing your children. Our winner and their library of choice will be receiving a selection of Who Was Books. And I'm going to give a shout out to intern Zach, to Jane, to Eric, and B. And a big thank you to both of our contestants who played an amazing game. Thank you at home so much for listening. Next week, join us as we find out about two more amazing people from history. Until then, this is Elliot Amadeus Kalin saying, We're history. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Great playing, contestants. Got a question for any of our famous figures? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop and is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. Hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. Also starring Jane Baker as Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, and Monique Moreau as Maria Tallchief. Executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. Executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita. Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. This episode was written by Megan O'Neill, Elliot Kalin, and Devin Coleman. Produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. Talent producer is Jane Baker. Theme song and music composed and performed by Eric Shackney. Edited and mixed by Bree Matan and Kate Moldenauer. Recorded by Joanna Samuels. Special thanks to Zach Timpson, Charlotte DeAnda, Daniel Goodman, and Michael Lewis Howard. The Who Was podcast was recorded at the iHeart Studios in Los Angeles, California. Sound services provided by Great City Post. It's the Who Was podcast because it's time to play the Who Was podcast. Who was?